Today, we unpack the Kelsey brothers both playing in the Super Bowl and how it relates to having divided loyalties between God and the world. Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, joined by my co-host, Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we're unpacking the Super Bowl, taking a look at the Kelsey brothers. And what about their mom? How's she going to root for both of them the entire game? And so we'll get into all of that. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, everybody, watching on YouTube. Hopefully you have subscribed to the channel, or if you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else podcasts are found. Also, those of you that are watching on social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, we're so glad to have you. Uh, you can always email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Let us know your thoughts about this show. Any feedback is always helpful. Uh, you can also check out our website, unpackingit.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our devotional that goes out Monday, Wednesday, Friday through email. And so we'll send it to you for free. And, and we discuss those devotional topics on this show. And so you can read it there first and then hear us unpack that topic a little bit more on the podcast. And so we are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee at Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters. They specialize in handcrafted, small-batch, artesian-roasted coffee. It is delicious. It is fantastic. Go to SugarCreekCoffee.com. Use the promo code UNPACK to save some money. And so here's what's great. They don't roast until you actually place an order. So you can be assured the freshest roasted coffee is delivered to your door. And so check out sugarcreekcoffee.com. Use the promo code UNHACK. All right, Luke, it is Super Bowl week. I know I'm fired up for this matchup. You got two number one seeds. You've got so many great storylines. Andy Reid and his former team. Nick Sirianni was actually let go by Andy Reid. You've got you know, two amazing quarterbacks, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. And then you've got the Kelsey brothers, which we're going to talk about uh, a, a lot today. But but first thoughts on the Super Bowl, who you're rooting for, who you're picking to win. Yeah, I mean, as you list all of that, I'm thinking, wow, there are a ton of storylines here because it's already been coined as the Kelsey Bowl. I had no idea Sirianni was in Kansas City when Andy Reid went there. And now he did say it was not a contentious uh, firing <laughs> or letting go, but still chip on his shoulder. Oh which yeah, it I'm probably out on that phrase in general, whatever that whatever that phrase means. But that's right. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, one because I don't. It'd be difficult to root for fellow NFC East member Eagles. Mm. You are a Cowboys uh, fan. As a Cowboys fan, 
in addition, my mom and her side of the family, all from Kansas, and I, they're very excited right now. So my mom's got a couple new uh, Chiefs shirts that just got delivered to her house. She's been nice. sending pictures of her wearing them all week. So uh, rooting for the Chiefs, rooting to see uh, Mahomes get another ring. All right, so I'm on the, the other side of it, and I'm actually going for Philadelphia. I found myself rooting for Nick Foles in Philadelphia a few years ago as well. So I'm, I'm back on the bandwagon, but it's actually a convenient bandwagon. My dad grew up in Philly. I've got tons of family members in Philly, uh, loyal listeners in Philly. Uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm good rooting for the Eagles. And guess what? Nick Sirianni went to the same high school as my mom in Jamestown, New York. So my mom grew up in Jamestown. Uh, and so when wow. my mom was in school, Nick's dad was the football coach. So, uh, so huh. pretty cool. So there's, there's some connections there wow. for, for me. Okay. Um, That's so I'll fair. Be, I'll, I'll be rooting. I'm rooting for the Eagles, but I also think they're better because of the defense and, and both lines, offensive line, defensive line, I think yep. is the difference in the game. And so I'll, I'll give the, the edge to the Eagles there as well, but I expect a, a great game. And, and, you know, again, so many storylines building up this week. Uh, to the big game. But the one we're going to focus on today is the Kelsey brothers. And for one, I think the, their personalities are great. They're, you know, the, the fact that we have yeah. a Super Bowl with two brothers is really remarkable. Like you have to t take a step back and say, wow. I mean, we know about the Manning brothers and, and there have been you know, a number of brothers over the years that have, have made it to the highest level. And the Diggs brothers are doing great right yeah. now. And I think the McCourty twins McCourty were both twins. on the Patriots in a Super Bowl. That's right. Same team. So, but to have them go against each other for the first time is really cool. And, and so do you, do you like the Kelsey brothers? Do you prefer one to the other? So prior to last week, uh, I did not have a favorite, but then okay. Travis Kelsey showed up at the Kansas basketball game at Allen Fieldhouse. <laughs> so he, he's got the edge now. Uh, nice. I'm, of course, a big Jayhawk fan. But, um, I mean, they're both tremendous. Their podcast is hilarious. Their stories. But the cool thing is, I was listening to them talk this week. They're just classic brothers. Not in the, not in the sense that, like, oh, we just, we always beat each other up. We hate each other. But they love each other. There's friendly competition. They both root for each other. And individually, like you said, their personalities are hilarious. So on their own, they're great. But together, and when they're in the same room or same podcast or interviews, it's it's very good entertainment. Easy to it, root it for. Yes. And I am a huge Travis Kelsey fan. I have been for a long time from a, a fantasy football perspective. <laughs> had him in, in the early days and... Uh, I just think he is hands down the best tight end in the league. It's not even close. Like the second best tight end, I call it George Kittle, way down the list in, in my mind. So what Travis Kelsey continues to do, and you know the idea too that the Chiefs you know move on from Tyree Kill, they have you know decent wide receivers. It's all about Travis Kelsey. He makes that that offense go mm -hmm. uh, from a weapon standpoint. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is the is the guy that gets him the ball, but but Kelsey opens up that. You know, offense in, in so many ways, and and then from a personality standpoint, so likable, energetic, fun. I, I'm all in. Yep. Now, what we want to focus on today is really thinking about their mom. And I saw him inter I saw her interviewed with them last night during the the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and she's been interviewed night. all over. I mean, she, over. she's been doing nonstop interviews. And 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 really, you know, the question is, okay, who do you root for? How do you handle? 
this game? And and her answer makes sense. It's pretty, uh, you know, it's it's a good answer as far as I'm just rooting for the offense because <laughs> Jason Kelsey is center on offense, Travis Kelsey yeah. tight end. So all game, she's just che- cheering for touchdowns. Both teams score, and yep. she and she wins. But the reality is, she still has divided loyalties. Yeah, she she wants both teams. She wants both teams to win. She wants both of her you know sons to to play well. And we all know as as sports fans, you you eventually have to pick a side. Like it's 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 so difficult to root for for two teams because ultimately you know that that one team is going to win. And yeah. and so she's in a unique spot, uh, having to kind of go back and forth the entire game. I know it. It would be interesting. Thankfully, they're both offensive players, so it's not like she's rooting for a corner and a, a wide receiver who every possession are going up against each other. But yeah, it's Travis Kelsey, and after they won the AFC Championship, it said that you know my mom can't lose. She can though. Regardless, <laughs> she's gonna have a son that wins and a son that loses. And even for the Kelsey brothers, one of them is going to win, and then one of them is going to, hey, my brother just lost the Super Bowl. The, the emotions, it's interesting. There's, there's give and take for both directions. The, the one thing, too, though, they both have a Super Bowl win. So I forgot that. So you were just praising Travis Kelsey. I think Travis, his dominance the past couple years has caused us to remember – how good Jason Kelsey is hmm. like with their podcast. Now Jason's kind of, cause he's not at least the past couple of years, the, the big personality in the media entertaining as much as uh, Travis has been. Jason hasn't been as much, but Jason's been dominating for years. He's a Football very, wise. very good center. And yeah, I forgot he was on that Eagles championship team. He, he's, he's very good. I think that's your Dallas biasness. Dallas bias. Yeah, there you go. Well, um, the Eagles O line, I'm terrified of. So that's right. Now he's, you know, he's been, he's been awesome. But actually, I read today that future Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey. So that's a significant, wow, you know, proclamation there. So, um, so we've got both these guys going head to head. The mom will be sitting in the crowd with a jersey, you know, half Chiefs, half Travis, half House Jason, half, half Eagles. Yeah. And in divided loyalties. And so she'll go back and forth the, the entire game. And, and so the, the topic that we want to discuss today is when it comes to our own lives, how often do we battle? And really, it's a, it's a daily battle of divided loyalties. God versus the world. God versus our, our selfishness. And, and so we want to take a look at, at a couple different uh, verses in the Bible. We'll, we'll start with James one, five through eight, it tells us, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. And they are unstable in everything they do. And so, Luke, what, what jumps out to you when, when you think about the, the, the divided loyalty described here in James? Yeah, so I think it just the book of James is you know, encouraging Christians to continue to endure 
trials and suffering and this double mindedness double mindedness is antithetical to to faith and trust in God. And our previous episode we talked about trusting in God and you know faith is really important. And it's this verse is encouraging because it doesn't say, you know, God's uh he's a little finicky on handing out wisdom. No, he hands out wisdom and grants wisdom. He he's eager to ask for wisdom every time he'll give it to you. Mm. But the the important note there is you actually have to believe that one God's real, he's powerful, he has wisdom. You can't just yeah, he may or may not. No, mm. are, are you are you are you loyal to God? Is he your God? Do you trust him completely? Mm. If you're just this back and forth like He's not going to give you wisdom because you actually don't believe he can give you wisdom. Gosh, yeah, no, I, I think the the blessing that comes from that kind of loyalty and faith, I mean, wisdom is is you know that that's what we need. That's what we need each day is wisdom. Yeah. And and so in verse eight, their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. And and I think that word unstable, it's like if we if we're unstable in life, okay, well. Let's, let's take a look at where our loyalty is. And are we going back and forth between the world and God? And all right, one, one minute we're, we're rooting for God and we're, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to be on his team and I'm, I'm committed and I'm, I'm all in. And then all of a sudden the, the world pulls us in and, yeah. and we're, we're enticed by you know, temptation and, and sin and, and the, the pleasures of, of this life and, and, we start rooting for the world. We start rooting for our, our selfishness and, and we become unstable and, and we're just tossing back and forth like, you know, like the waves. And, and so we have to really, you know, evaluate that in our lives and acknowledge it and also, you know, recognize too that, that it is a, a daily decision, a daily commitment of where, where's my loyalty? Who, who, where is my, where is my heart? Uh, toward is, is is my heart toward God? Is my heart aligned with God, or is it uh, a little bit over here, a little bit over there? It's and it's it's divided loyalty. Um, yeah. Well, and and it's this verse isn't saying you better have perfect faith or God's not going to give you wisdom. None of us have perfect faith, but I think it's getting at. We're not going to take advantage of God and say, oh, no, he said he'll give me wisdom if I ask. Okay, but we're, let's look at your faith. Have you had faith in, like you're saying, the daily surrender to, uh, I'm going to trust God daily, ask him for wisdom daily? Or have you been pursuing the world, loyal to the world? All right, I need something from God, let me ask him, and then I'll go right back to the world mm. and loyal to the world? Mm. That, that You can't expect wisdom from God if... You only ask for it when it's convenient or when you really need it, and then you continue to always trust the world for your other wisdom that you need. Like, mm. it, it, like you said, it's, it's a daily, I'm walking with God. It's not perfect faith without blemish, because we still struggle to comprehend all the things of God. We still need God's help to, to have increased faith and belief, but I think the, the point is, where are our loyalties? Mm. How are we continually going to the world for wisdom, or are we going to God over and over again? Mm. No, I think that's that's key. I want, I want to unpack that a little bit more: the the wisdom of the world versus the the wisdom of of God. Uh, 
the other verse we we want to get into as well is is Matthew 6:24 and it says no one can serve two masters and this is the amplified version for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon you, you probably heard before god and money um and so mammon kind of can translate into money possessions fame status or whatever is valued more than God. And so what do we value in life? And what are we serving? And, and so if we're going back and forth and, all right, yeah, money, money is my master because all of my affections, my, my heart, my time, my uh, desires are, are attached to you know, success and money and possessions and status. And, and so that's what I'm, I'm chasing after. Or am I serving God? And, and whatever direction he wants me to go, whatever he's, he's called me to do in his word, am, am I doing that? Um, and when we do, and when we are fully loyal to him, our perspective then on the world changes. And, and so we are committed to him. We are loyal to him, and our eyes are fixed on him, and, and we're able uh, you know, to serve him with, with our, our whole heart. But if we're still you know, intrigued by, uh, by, by mammon, everything else, valuing other things uh, more than the Lord, then, then we have to be honest with ourselves. Well, what is our master? Who, who are we serving? Yep. Are we serving the world? And <clears throat> that language master is fascinating because, I mean, I think of Romans 5 and 6, Paul uses that language a lot on, uh, basically, you had a master, you were a slave to sin, and then you now we're slaves to God, basically. We have a new master who's good and gracious and gentle and actually wants and seeks our good and has gone so far that uh, he, the Father sent his Son to give his life for our good and for us. But the language is still there on uh, the be, someone being your master. It's not, oh, yeah, I show up 9 to 5 and then, oh, you don't really care what I do. No, no. That's that's strong language, especially in that time in the world. On, you know, the the master like you, they demand all your loyalty mm. to their from their servants. God is our master. All our loyalty ought to be going to Him, not this compartmentalizing on. You know what? I give you a couple days a week. Um, I give you this area of influence, but over here is all mine. <laughs> that. That's not what we're reading in God's word on this, God is our master. He's a good master, and he's gentle, and he's gracious, and he's good towards us, but he's still our master and demands our loyalty. Yes, and, and, and like we talked about from a football standpoint, eventually a team wins. And, and the same thing, eventually a master takes over. And so it, you know, we can kind of play the game, go back and forth for a while in, in life, but eventually... If if we value something more than God and we get sucked into that, and and we start you know that 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 money or that success uh, almost black hole so to speak just kind of it it sucks us in and that becomes our master and that that becomes what our life is all about and, and so we have to be you know very very aware of this and and be willing every day to say okay God I want you to be the master passion of my heart. I love that saying that just the master mm -hmm. of my, of my heart. And, and my, my greatest desire is, is to serve you. And, and to your point about, you know, the, the 
phrasing of, of master, serve master. And so that putting God in his, in his proper place and, and, and having that, that, that open hand of uh, open hands of surrender, that open heart of surrender. All right, God, what, what do you want from, from, from me today? But what do you want to do with me? And that, that, that it's this, this loving master too. And so I think sometimes there's a negative connotation with that word. He, 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 like you said, he only wants what's best for us, mm-hmm. but, but we have to have that, that, that heart that that's aligned with them. And, and again, the, the, the undivided loyalty. Um, and so that's, that's the key part. So Luke, for you and I, this is a daily battle for us as well. We're, we're, we're in the, we're in the trenches, uh, just like everybody listening right now. And, and hopefully, you know, we all desire to follow Jesus, but we also look around and we know that the world is offering us all sorts of things. And, and, and the wisdom of the world, like you'd mentioned, is always telling us certain things too. Hey, you know, hey, do this, buy that. This is the way to go. These are the five steps to the best life. This is the five, five steps to success. Yep. And, and so all of that is, is pulling at us. It's, it's out there. Um, and, and we can you know, get caught up in it. And <laughs> one second we're rooting for what the world offers, and then the next second we're rooting for what, what God offers and the, the, the key for us is to be able to discern, okay, where, where are my, where are my loyalties? And, and I know for me, I'll start with this one. It really comes down to what pulls me, you know, away from, from God's way is my selfishness, my pride and, and my desire to do what I think is best, what I want to do. And it's, it's, it's like, uh, I, I want, I want things to turn out this way in this time, you know, quickly. And I get, you know, anxious or, or, uh, start trying to control things. And, and so now all of a sudden my, my loyalty is, is sort of in me being, you know, in, in charge, mm. Not, am I being God, but yeah, kind of taking over the God role. I'm the master of my own life. Yeah. So I'm selfish and I want to be in, in, in control. Um, so I know that one uh, affects me. What what comes to mind for for you, Luke, as as you think about you know this this daily battle that we find ourselves in? Yeah. So I mean, I think of, for being honest, many uh, is the, the the short answer. But I want to comment on what you said quickly, um, just because I think it's really relevant <clears throat> to a lot of our listeners because it's ingrained in our culture this this individualism because. Like you're saying, I want to be master of my own life. Oh, that's the same for me. Whether I am consciously thinking that, oftentimes right. it's just passive. The way I'm operating my life is, yeah, I'm going to be master of my own life. And I think in American culture, this individualism that has been at the core of our country, you know, the pursuit of happiness, the American dream, pursuing success at all costs, success and happiness is what we're aiming for. And even take it a step further, I was, I was talking to a, uh, an older gentleman. He was talking to me about maybe 100, 200 years ago. There was a missionary from another country who came to America, and he was at a restaurant, and the restaurant said, we serve no sovereign here. And it basically was meaning we have no king. In America, hmm. we have no king. You, you are your own master, essentially. <clears throat> and this gentleman in the restaurant was thinking, it's going to be difficult for anyone to come to Christ here, because mm. when I when I think of a great quote from a German uh, old 
German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die, which is this giving up your life, complete loyalty, serving, uh, ultimately, God the King. God is our King. He's our master. And in our culture, in our country, where we're our own master, our individual interest, I do what I want, what makes me happy, right. what is going to grant me success, that is not at all the call of Christ. Mm. The call of Christ is to lay your life down, to take up your own cross, to unite in, with Christ in His death, not just His resurrection, in His death, and then you're raised to life united with Christ. Mm. That just goes against our current American culture on, yeah, pursuing the American dream, personal happiness, individualism at all costs. So I just wanted to, to talk about that for a second, because I think that's really relevant to myself as I live my life and a lot of our listeners. Absolutely. And, and along those lines, too, you know, one of the biggest you know, messages that we hear from the world is it's all about success and money. And that's how we gauge where we stand in life is okay how much how much money do we have in the bank how 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 much success compared to you know other people and 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 you know like everybody else i i have seasons where i get caught up in that and days where i i get caught up in that and and i'm listening to the world tell me you're not successful or you need to do this to be successful and and i have to to decide okay is that what i'm going to pursue Am I gonna am I gonna cheer for and root for what the world says and and chase after that, or or am I gonna do what God says? And and my my passion and, and desire is to please God and to be faithful to Him and to be obedient to Him, whether that means there there's worldly success or not. That that's not the that's not the question. It's am I am I honoring God, glorifying God, and and being who He called me to be. Yep. Um, and is, again, is my loyalty uh, to him. Um, and it can even be clouded in what appears to be faithful. So I think of uh, one of the most famous uh, Baptist missionaries, Adoniram Judson, uh, in his... You're pulling out all sorts of names today there, <laughs> I know. I can't remember if it's his biography or autobiography, but there's stories about his father raised him. You're going to be a great preacher. You're going to be a great preacher. You're going to have tons of influence. And that was his father's prayer for him. So he grew up with that. And as he was older, he had opportunities to, to pastor and preach at these huge churches in uh, the Northeast and uh, in the U.S. But he eventually realized, he even clouded it as, you know what, I want all this influence. I want to preach to the masses so they can all hear the message of Christ. But when he really looked at his heart, he was really chasing the platform mm. and the influence. Mm -hmm. And his name being big is not even close to what the point of it is. He eventually mm. realized, you know what? Preaching to all these people, all this influence, if it's for me, it doesn't matter at all. The mm. point is not for me to have a bigger name. It's for Christ to have a big name. Mm. And again, to your point, our culture preaching success, success. Performance. Performance, performance. It just it just misses it completely, um, but your question I think of, for me this is a more a day to day thing on where my loyalties are, um, that I really need to consider. And you know, I'm sure a lot of sports fans are listening to this show. And you know, when I got married uh, almost two years ago, I quickly realized how often I schedule my life around sports. Mm. 
Uh oh, now you're hitting home, Luke. Which, which prior to marriage, I didn't necessarily see that because, you know, single guy, I was able, I could catch a lot of weeknight games. There's nothing to do. I mean, yeah, I'm going to watch a game. And then when I get married, it's, you know, I've got responsibilities as a husband, you know, especially when I think of wanting to be a father one day. I'm going to have responsibilities and I've, I've certainly learned a lot about you on a lot from you on, you know, priorities change when you get married, when you have kids. Um, and you know, I've experienced the first element of that is priorities change when, when I got married and I was, God convicted me through my wife, Madeline telling me, Hey, you know what? Everything right now is surrounded on, can you watch this game? Can you watch this tournament rather than the more important things of life. And that was kind of eye-opening to me on, wow, my loyalties are sports, watching sports, being a sports fan. And being a sports fan is not inherently bad. Sports are amazing. And we've talked about that plenty of times on, you know, there, there's a lot of good and, and amazing things in the sports world. But when it becomes a loyalty above the things of God, and my life isn't scheduled around serving God, loving God, loving his people, uh, things are off. Yeah, what we value more and even riding the emotional wave of our teams winning and losing versus you know, where our contentment comes from mm-hmm. and our satisfaction comes from. That's a whole nother podcast. But uh, but you're right. Sports fight for our, our loyalties as, as well. Um, so, yeah, really, you know, the question becomes, you know, what are we spending the, the most time, money, thoughts on? And, and, and where are we getting our wisdom from? And, and when we go to God for, for wisdom, are we coming at it, you know, praying with a, with a heart that is fully loyal to him, faithful mm-hmm. to him, a heart that desires what he desires? And trusting um, that his wisdom is better than the world's. Not, that's right. ah, I, I kind of want to stick to the world's wisdom because it makes me feel better. It serves my own selfish interests. Sometimes God's wisdom is convicting. And it's it's it can be a hard pill to swallow because it it contrasts our sin and our selfishness. It's like, you know what? God, you're right. He always is, but sometimes it's 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 harder to hear because we've been pursuing the loyalties to the world. That's right. Man, so as we wrap things up, what's the the one thing we can we can pack up to uh to unpack later, the big the big takeaway? Um, you know, I think for, for me, as we, you know, bring this home from the Kelsey, uh, Mrs. Kelsey, uh, she's, she's going back and forth, divided loyalties, rooting, rooting for both. And ultimately she doesn't have to pick a side. It's fine. She's, she's a mom and it's, she's got both (laughs) sons, pretty cool, remarkable, unique situation. But, but for us, you got to pick a side because like we read earlier, you can't serve two masters. So we got to pick a side and, and. The encouragement, of course, is to choose God, to choose to choose his way, to be loyal and committed to him and, and to live a life that, that no longer represents both the world and God, that it's, no, my, my life represents God. It's not perfect, but, but day in, day out, it represents the, the, the life that, that he's, he's called us to and, and, and the reality that if Christ lives in us, then he should be shining through and that yeah. we should value him uh, above all else. And, and, and one last thing too, we didn't talk too much about, but I think 
the world is always telling us about patterns and rhythms, the rhythms of the world. Um, Romans talks about this, Romans 12, you know, the patterns of this world. And so are we, are we pursuing the rhythms of Jesus, the life of Jesus, becoming more like Jesus, following Jesus, uh, or are we chasing the, the rhythms and the patterns of this world? And, and so that's something, again, that we have to evaluate and acknowledge uh, each day as well. So I, I love the word rhythms because it, 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 pushes, it pushes back against this cultural Christianity where Christianity is you put on your Sunday hat, you wipe the dust off your Bible that's been sitting on your bedside table since the previous Sunday, you know the things to say, and then you go home and then you put on your sports fan hat or you put on your your corporate America hat or even your father hat and abandon your Christianity. But Christianity is following Jesus in the everyday rhythms. It's a it's a it's a holistic thing. It's not a a part of your life. It is your whole life. If you've died with Christ and been raised to life united with him, your life is Christ. Mm. And again, we will be imperfect, and we need God's grace to continue to establish these rhythms in our life to be more and more like Jesus. But again, we just really want to push back against this, you wear your Christianity hat and then you take it off. That, that's just missing the point completely. That's right. We're trying, yeah, trying to wear both hats at the same trying time. Trying to wear both hats, yeah. Both both jerseys at, at the <laughs> same time. And, and you're, you're right about fatherhood, too. We can get so caught up in, in being a dad that it's like, oh, I don't even have time to spend with the Lord. Well, what are we doing? I mean, that's yeah. not, that's not that's not the answer. It's hard. Trust me, it's hard. Two young daughters, it's hard. But but that's uh, I've with got the right to understanding of God's wisdom is how can you be a godly dad without spending time with God? It's like, that's oh, right. it's too hard. Uh, I'll I just gotta I can't spend time with God this week. Well, no, you need the wisdom of God. That that's abandoning time with God because you're too busy doing other things is pursuing the wisdom of the world. It's like, no, I need God's wisdom to do this stuff. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. So, man, it's a, it's a great topic, challenging to, to me, hopefully to you as a, as a listener, uh, encouraging a, as well. And, and so, again, we don't want to be unstable. Uh, you know, they're, James, their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Let's find stability, stability in, in our, our undivided loyalty to, to Jesus. And, mm -hmm. and so let's continue to chase after him with our whole heart and, and continue to, you know, it's a daily struggle, but let's lean on each other, lean on close friends, uh, through the journey, through the journey day by day, uh, as we, as we seek after him. So have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us here on the unpacking it podcast for Luke. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans and follow Jesus together. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.